Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, no matter where you may find yourself as you hear this. And I'd like to welcome you to the only sports podcast that has brains and bars. It is another episode of It's a Black and White Thing. I am your host, Carlos Johnson. I go by A1. You can call me either or, and I'll respond to it. One time I'll tell you the story about how I was Dan for six months at my job. Um, but you can uh, follow follow the show and listen to the show at soundcloud.com slash A1 the LP. That is all letters. So that's soundcloud.com backslash the letter A, the word one, the word the, T-H-E, and then the letters L and then P. Um, the show has a Twitter now. Like I told you, 2016, we're trying to be more professional. Like we're not taking time off during the football season. Um, so Twitter is at Brains and Bars. Uh, follow that. Come holler at us. Also, we have a Facebook page. Like, man, we stepping it all the way up. All the way up. Uh, you know, search at Brains and Bars on Facebook, and then you'll find the logo, uh, the green logo. It's a black and white thing. Select that. Like that. Share that. Tell a friend to tell a friend. It's them again. Um, and we have content on there. So holler at us on the Facebook page, man. And thank you to everyone who has liked it, um, who has commented and talked to us. Uh, we appreciate it. Um, as always, we are in the MMP studios, uh, with the homie Trent holding it down. And also last thing is I do a radio show every Wednesday and Saturday from 645 to 715 on Praise 95.3 FM in Kansas City. Uh, if you want to listen online, Praise95FM.com or download the app, just search Praise 95 in your Google Play, iTunes app, podcast app store. Um, and check us out there and like that Facebook page of, it's called the Sports Disciples. I do it with Mr. Marvin. So. I'm out here trying to do the sports thing, but I don't do it alone. <laughs> As always, I got my homie, Mr. Hollywood. <laughs> what's up? What's up? What's up? Yes, sir. What's going on, man? How you doing? Man, I'm blessed, bro. I'm blessed. I, I say that a lot, and I am. I'm blessed a lot, but uh, it's been a, a wonderful last probably month since uh, we linked up for this. Yeah. And yeah. so um, things just continue to go well, and uh, and, and God, is, God is still good. So. So where can the people follow you, man? People can follow me at I am a ward on uh, uh, Instagram. I am underscore a ward on Twitter. And you can just go to www.iamaward.com. A ward on Facebook. Just type me in YouTube, a ward versus, and you'll find the battles. Um, but yeah, Hollywood. That's the new. That's the new moniker. Uh, or international ward. International. Um, half a milli ward. <laughs> half a milli ward. Yeah. <laughs> You know, so we're just gonna go with that for now. But uh, but it's good to be back, man. It's really good to be back. So shout out to uh Marcus Rose for for filling yeah, in. Shout out to the um, Marcus for that Rose. last episode. So, Light skin brothers holding it yes, down. Yes, yes. Uh, so I appreciate them. Uh, but yeah, man, what's been up, man? Not much, not much. You know what? Something you should do. What's up? You I don't know, and you might already do this. Uh-huh. But do you have like hyperlinks to all of your like different uh Facebook, uh Twitter, Snapchat on your website? I do. They're all hyperlinked. That, that might be the way to go. Just like go, go to yo. Go that's to perfect. I am a ward. Yes. Com, right? Exactly. That's what you need to do. You now. gonna find all my stuff. See, yes. I am a ward. Com hyperlink. Just click the little icon, whatever it is. It'll take you straight to it. So I mean, you know, I'm just trying to help you. Out. And you can buy my album on there too. Constructive criticism. Right. And all shout the, out to the homie Mikey. Yes. Shout out to Mikey. And all the battles are on there too. So ooh, all the battles are there. Wow. You don't have to go to YouTube anymore. Just go to my website. That's what I was thinking. Like, yo, should I be going to YouTube or should I just go straight there? Just click the battle tab. They're all there. Get those, get those, uh, <laughs> those clicks up, man. Get those clicks up. Yeah. So we're going to get into some battles, some battle talk real yes. quick. We're not going to step too too hard on the war reports 
uh, toes. But we're going to get into a little bit of battle talk. But real quick, we're going to get into what I learned this week. And I only learned one thing this week. or over the, over the time of the past month that we've been off, I've learned one thing. So, obviously, as the world knows, uh, Colin Kaepernick decided to first sit for the national anthem and then kneel uh, subsequently during the national anthem to protest uh, police brutality and institutional racism, just to kind of umbrella it, uh, of black people. And it has brought a lot of banter. Um, and so, you know, what I've learned this week or what I've learned over the last month is I love America. I disagree with Donald Trump and Colin Kaepernick that this country is not great. I think it is great. Conversely, I also agree with Donald Trump and Colin Kaepernick that this country is flawed, deeply flawed. You see what I did there? You see what I did there? Yes, right? I did. I Stay did. with me. Stay with me. Um, deeply. You know, <laughs> so what I've learned this week out of listening to these two men and particularly Colin Kaepernick and all the conversation that has surrounded it is that I defend your right to have an opinion. You know, we have First Amendment rights. We have social media where people get to have a conversation. Facebook Live, Periscope, Twitter, Twitter video, uh, whatever social realm you use to get your opinions off. I love differing opinions. I love dialogue. I love opinions. However, don't get it twisted. I do not defend your right to have a stupid opinion. <laughs> So if you bring your stupid opinions to me in my sphere, in my space, in my realm, I'm going to eviscerate you. I'm going to ridicule you. I'm going to troll you. Nah, I, maybe I'm being a little bit too harsh. Eviscerate. I am going to, I, certain people deserve evisceration. But, um, <laughs> but if you bring it to me, you bring it to my people, my, anyone in my sphere, my sphere is my people, my homies, my Cody's, my Ace Booms, whoever, I'm coming <laughs> your way. Right. And so a good uh, example of this is on Twitter when um, Colin Kaepernick came out and said that he was going to donate a million dollars to organizations that try to help people in uh, poor black people in their communities. Um, tongue in cheek, because I thought it was ridiculous that people even asked him to spend his bread without saying what they were going to put on it. They was like, what you got on my 40? And, um, you know, you know, what I'm saying right. trying to debo him into giving. And I saw opinions from he needs to donate. One game check to his entire salary, which is ridiculous, ridiculous. because no one would yeah. do that type of thing, not unless you're like Jesuit, which go look up the Jesuits if you will. Um, and so when he did that, I kind of tongue-in-cheek tweeted at Drew Brees. One day these guys are going to block me. Uh, shout out to Bum B who has me blocked. Um, for no reason. <laughs> I will tell that story another day. I will tell the story of Bun B maybe next week and why and how I'm blocked by Bun B. And we're going to hear about who called you Dan for six months. And so yeah, make sure we next get week, these lined up. This is what we call a tease, people. Next week, tune in. I will tell you how I got blocked by Bun B, why, how I'm followed by Jose Bautista of the Blue Jays, mm -hmm. and, um, yeah, how I was called Dan for six months. And I'll go into hey. how I got kicked out of Bible college. Actually, wow. no. Uh, oh, yeah, we probably should that. tell that story. <laughs> this is gonna be my first of three interruptions in the. You know, I gave myself a limit. Oh, so uh, it's like timeouts. Yeah, so these are okay. Like, so since it's the whole sports theme podcast, okay, Trent yeah, okay. gets three timeouts a podcast. <laughs> so I got three timeouts. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, my first timeout is just to let you know I'm gonna take another one later. But um, when you talked about uh, how you were called uh, Dan, Dan, yeah, uh, for six months. It reminded me of an episode of Friends, which reminded me that I have Friends trivia that we will play at some point during the night Hilarious. before we end Now, you're referring podcast. to Chandler. 
Yes. Yes. All right. Yes. That's hilarious. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. So, I have two timeouts left. Two timeouts, okay. and there's no two-minute warning, by the way. <laughs> so just so we have this. All right. So so as I was saying, I tweeted at Drew Brees. I tweeted at, um, gosh, it was another guy, Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. I tweeted at Russell Wilson was like, yo, what y'all got on, on, on this million that Colin putting in? Y'all want to help? You know what I'm saying? Because Drew Brees was like, yo, I'm not down. You know, I, I understand what he's doing, but, you know, but for me, the flag represents this. Russell Wilson in that same vein said, I, I understand and agree with Colin's cause, but for me, when the flag means this, right, he, they both reference the troops, in which I'm not going to get in the whole ideolo- ideology behind that. Right. Um, and so Russell Wilson Hive responded. Um, I did not know Russell Wilson Hive existed. <laughs> but this dude who he has to have his – he doesn't follow me, by the way. So he has to have some type of notification right. set up, or he has to be searching – for Russell Wilson's name to find the haters or something, yeah, um, quote unquote. And so he hits me up and he goes, "This is ridiculous! Like, how dare you ask him to spend his bread?" And I'm like, "Well, he said he didn't. No, he came back. He said he came back at me and said, "Well, Russell said he agreed with his cause. Don't put words in his mouth." And I said, "You do realize you can disagree with someone without actually saying I disagree." He said, "I agree with his cause, but for me, the but is a sign- signifier." that there is a change in opinion happening, right? There's, there's a disagreement. So we went back and forth um, for a little bit, and I was destroying his points. Like, he was trying to make these points, and I was poking holes in all of his theories. So then he did the thing. All in 140 do, characters. All in 140 characters. Now this is impressive. <laughs> I'm, I'm, ta- I'm picking apart his logic about this because he goes, well, Russell gives, millions, gives a million dollars to charity, Already, and I said, okay, Colin, Camp- Colin Kaepernick gives his money and his time to Camp Taylor, a children's camp for, for little kids with heart disease. Your point? And so finally he got mad and he goes, it's real easy to sit here and be a keyboard warrior. What are you doing? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, oh, so this is what we're doing. So you want receipts? That's what you want. You're asking me for receipts. Okay, let me give you some receipts. I said, since my early 20s, I've been in the streets. I've been in children's homes. I've been in um, nursing homes serving you know what i'm saying i said right now i sit on the board i said not sit on the board i said right now i serve uh, with a with a organization that seeks to give scholarships to black kids to go to college and with my job i'm in a lead to read program so you want to you want to ask about so ask me again about what i'm doing right and i said not only do i do that but i then i give financially to other organizations that seek to help poor communities so ask me again well, after that he got quiet so then his girlfriend, who showed up the last time I mentioned Russell Wilson, and she's not really his girlfriend, but it makes for a better story, showed up and said it was embarrassing what I was doing. And I'm like, it's not embarrassing. I'm like, look, listen, guys. I said, honestly, this was all tongue-in-cheek. It was all for fun. But since you guys wanted to show up with the, you know, here I come to save the day, Captain Saver Russ. Captain Saver Russ. Yeah, <laughs> since y'all went Captain Saver Russ on me, y'all had to get the business. Um, <laughs> and so we went back and forth or whatever. And so, you know, again, don't, again, you can have an opinion. Just don't have a stupid. They're a lot like Russell Wilson. They didn't like your offensive lines. Hey, Russell Hive. <laughs> wow, wow, offensive lines. Bars yeah. and brains. Bars and brains. <laughs> but again, that's what I've learned this week. Don't bring the stupid around me. I'm, I'm not here for it. Okay. All right. So you have a new moniker as well, keyboard warrior. I know he called me a keyboard bro. Like he it. called me a keyboard warrior. I said, oh, it's, it's time. It's, yeah, yeah. Hilarious. He also cursed at me too, so I told him like, next time, bro, don't, you know, don't curse at me, bro. Yeah, I, I'm not here for the. Don't curse. curse at me. We can we can have a discussion. I about will you type in all me. caps the rest of this. 
<laughs> but anyway, so real quick, let's award. What are you looking forward to? What am to? I looking forward to? Ooh, I am looking I forward know. to the meltdown at USC that is going to happen after Saturday when they start the season off one and three. I think they're going to lose. And they lose to Utah. I cannot wait to see Southern California fans and Ooh, play Hilton. Okay, okay. Possibly five season. Uh, what else I am looking forward to? We, obviously, we know I'm going to be looking forward to Tennessee, Florida. I can, yeah, um, yeah. I I don't know if I should say this on the podcast or not, but I positioned myself to where if we win, obviously I'll be emotionally vested and happy. But if we lose, I'll be financially taken care of so that no matter what, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Anyways, but no. Um, but I, uh, I'm i looking forward to that game. Uh, I'm looking forward to everything. That, are we going to talk about that a little later? or do we, you are, we can get into it now if you want okay. to. We can um, to well, yeah, now. let's get into it now. You know, uh, Tennessee is checkerboard in Nayland Stadium. We're wearing our great uniforms, and we got college game day there. Uh, so, Tennessee is 0-2 when we check our board nailing. We're 0-4 in college game day and 1-2 and with gray uniforms on. Ooh, wow. So, basically, they said let's do everything we've ever done before where we lost the game and play probably the biggest football game of significance in uh, since 2007, since the uh, SEC championship of 2007 game. Um because, I mean, this is it. This is the monkey off your back. This is the uh, is Butch Jones for real. This is bigger than all of the other games that we've had in the last two or three years that have had semi-significance. Significance. Um, it's touchdown um, favorite home game, and you're playing against a backup quarterback. Uh, yeah, because Florida Del lost Rio the quarterback out. last Luke week. Del Rio's out, yeah. Not to mention um, Appleby, the guy that's – I think it's his name, Appleby, yeah. Appleby, the guy that's quarterback for Florida, played at Purdue under our defensive coordinator's brother. So um, our defensive coordinator's brother and our defensive coordinator talk weekly. So hopefully this week they've had some good discussions about <laughs> the quarterback that Florida has. And so it seems like we have the upper hand in a lot of things. We got hit with an injury bug a little bit last week, but – Huge game. Huge game. So random factoid that I just uh, hit by searching Appleby and pulling up Austin Appleby, the Florida's backup quarterback. He is dating an NFL cheerleader. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So huh. just random. It, I bet it was no the first restaurant hit. they met at. <laughs> hey! <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm Chili's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hilarious um that's why i'm on the show folks um so that's interesting so just real quick um, i hate to cut you off but this is you talk about this is the biggest game in Mm -hmm. butch jones's career this is the biggest stretch of games in butch jones's career so coming up Mm -hmm. this weekend against florida Mm -hmm. at georgia who i think are kind of semi-frauds right Uh, i don't think they're, they're as good as they're ranking at texas a&m which i'm still not sure about them but their defense seems to be kind of legit right and then against Alabama. Home against Bama. So that's a no huge. No bye week, four straight games yeah, against four man. teams that are currently in the top 25. Wow. Um, so that's a big stretch. Yeah. But, you know, you look at the bright side. You get past it, and then, you know, you have your Texas a- or you have your Texas State non-conference Tennessee game. Tennessee Tech. You got Kentucky, South, South Carolina, Carolina, Missouri, Vanderbilt. Yeah. I mean, say we, say we take two or three of these games – 
You know, one loss going into the SEC championship You position yourself to have, you know, a real, I mean, going into the SEC championship, um, barring any kind of, you know, um, setbacks. But the way Tennessee's played the first three games, you don't never know. You never know what's going to happen. So it's just, yeah, it's tough. So definitely, definitely looking forward to that. Looking forward to the WNBA finals. Um, I want to get into that in a second. I was watching that game earlier. Shout out to Tamika Catchings, who's now her retirement, and it looks like today was her last game. Um, so former Vol, and um, who else am I? What else am I looking forward to? More battles. That's what I'm looking forward to. More battles. Cool. Okay. So let's. Uh, speaking of battles, that's mm-hmm. a good segue. Um, uh, let's uh, let's talk about that. So. Uh, last time we talked, you had a slap battle yep. out in Pennsylvania. But yep. the big, the big thing, the big ticket item that was coming up was King of the Dot. King of the Dot. Um, up in Toronto, up in the yes. six with your woes. With my woes, <laughs> like <laughs> running through the six with my woes. What is um, the, Is that just another like a? Is it like Wody? Like is it a playoff that? Yeah, I don't know if it's a playoff that. So the I've heard, I've seen a couple of rumors. I've heard that Drake borrowed that, which you know, okay. Um, Drake borrowing things. Um, right. Drake borrowed that from it's Atlanta slang is what I heard. Hmm. I've heard kind of different things about that. It's a southern slang term that is short for Wody. Okay. Um, I've heard some people say it's a I think uh, Toronto slang that is big amongst I think there's like a Jamaican huge Jamaican population up there is what I hear. I mean, might be. Drake surrounds himself with a bunch of those guys. Yeah. Um. So I've heard that. So I don't know, but I've I've heard more about the the southern part. Yeah. So I mean, I found out that the six is like part of the area code. It's part of the area code. Yeah, yeah it's kind of so. like it, it's Drake made it cool. Yeah, I, I still kind of, I I have this kind of love hate relationship with the six. I feel like it's kind of lame. Kinda yeah, like, kind of like Cleveland calling it the land. Like that's that's so yeah, lame. I thought winning a championship would make LeBron stop using that, but apparently not. <laughs> but anyway, we digress. So King of the Dot versus franchise. Yes. Give us a little quick Man, recap. First off, of that. like Toronto was beautiful. Uh, the city was just very relaxed. It didn't seem like a city of two million people. Um, you know, you just didn't get that that feel. Um, I enjoyed it. Got there. Not that this has any direct connection to Toronto or anything, but I ate oxtail for the first time in my life. Um, I'm country, but I've never had so I've never had squirrel, coon, uh, deer, or oxtail. Yeah, oxtail. I, so I had it. it. Was it was it was pretty good. It was at this little rest, West Caribbean um, place. Um, shout out to Promise um, from Toronto, who really kind of chauffeured me and was my, you know, my homie out there the whole time I was there. Had poutine, which is probably one of the top ten greatest things I've ever eaten. Um, if you've never had poutine, somebody told me that there's a place in the West Bottoms that actually serves it, and I'm going to try and go find it. But um, it's uh, basically French fries with gravy and cheese curds, and it sounds disgusting, but it tastes wonderful. Um, did not get there. So World Domination 6, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, Friday night's day one, Saturday night's day two, and Sunday is what I'm battling on, which is day three, and which is basically your tryout day. Um, 20 battles the entire weekend. Um, seven the first night, seven the second night, six on our night. And um, I walk in the building Friday night, and just it's just everything is just super professional. It's just like the first time you, you know, you just kind of get under the lights, as per se, in any kind of sport or whatever. Yeah. You're just like, whoa, this is what the highest form of this particular industry looks like. Um, everybody was super welcoming. I didn't know if it was just going to be like I was just going to feel like another guy there until I battled. But I walked up, you know, the league owner was there at the front door. He 
came and shook my hand, said he was so great to have me there. Grabbed the three people I brought with us, put them all in VIP, gave them all, you know, free stuff and said, hey, you know, make yourself at home. So it was just kind of awesome from the jump. Um, as the fans started coming in, we had about 450 there the first night. And um, and I started walking around just making making you know myself known amongst certain people. And uh, I walked up to Head Ice, which is one of the bigger name battle rappers. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I said, hey, man, I just want to say I'm a big fan. And I shook his hand. And he said, yeah. He's like, man, I appreciate that. I said, my name's A. Ward. He said, whoa. Whoa, hold on a second. Let's redo this. <laughs> and I was like, what? He was like, A Ward, bro, I am a huge fan of you, bro. He was like, come here, man. He was like, St. Mike, oh, my gosh, are you serious? And I was like, floored. Like, yeah. And then he was like, hey, Sirius Jones, come here. Hey, do you know A Ward? And Sirius Jones was like, oh, yeah, I know A Ward. I was like, whoa. <laughs> like, like, ish is getting real right now. Yeah. And so Arsenal was sitting there texting, and Arsenal wasn't familiar with me or whatever, but we were all sitting there talking or whatever, and, as I made my rounds, like Chilla Jones knew who I was. What's up, A Ward? Yada yada yada. So immediately the pressure flipped in my head. Yeah. Because I thought there's no way I could fly under the radar to these guys on on Sunday. Like it's not like they're gonna be like, oh, who is this dude snapping? They already have this preconceived idea of I'm dope, and like they're already saying I can't wait for your battle on Sunday. You know, and Head Ice is like I'm hosting that mug. You know, and Pat Stay is like I'm hosting it too. Yada yada yada. You know, and it's just like whoa. So um. First night was great, man. I went home, and I started freaking out. I started, like, wanting to rewrite every round. I was, like, walking around my Airbnb. I was second-guessing everything. I was writing new bars. I was doing this, that, and the other. And I was just like, man. And uh, I just I spent, like, about half an hour in prayer. I called my brother up, and I called uh, another friend up and just kind of sparred with him back and forth. And they kind of encouraged me to just be confident in what I had, you know, and uh, I did. I added. I added some a lot. A lot of that new stuff that that went went over pretty well um, that night. And um, Saturday night was cool. Great, great night. And then Sunday comes, and it's me and franchise. Um, so I won't be too much more long winded. But we get to the event Sunday, and there's six battles, and we're supposed to be the fifth battle. One guy hadn't shown up. Another guy. Um, uh, backed out, and so they found a fill-in for him, um, and it was just going to be like on basically like a two-day notice that these two guys were going to battle. So after the second battle of the night, the place is packed, you know, and, and it's full of uh, probably about close to 200 people, and uh, they come up to me and say, hey, I know you're supposed to be co-main event, but we want you and Franchise to go next because one battle's not happening, another battle is on two days' notice, and they need more time, and so is that okay with you? I said, yeah, let's let's go. Let's make it happen, you know? And um, they went and found Franchise, and I guess he was okay with it too. And uh, we got up there, and um, basically, you know, you can watch the the battle, you know, now on YouTube, A-Ward versus Franchise. But um, I came out swinging, man. I came out swinging. I had to fight through, you know, his hometown bias. The whole time I was thinking, man, this is – like, I understand I have a little bit of a hometown bias, but I felt like my crowd rocks with my opponent as long as it's dope. You know, like, I yeah. felt like my crowd rocked with St. Mike. They enjoyed, you know, 501 Blue, European, it's all your nationality. You know, they, they rock with heavy-hitting lines. But I didn't feel like his crowd was until, like, the sec like the end of the second round into the third round. But I knew that on cam that it was going to come back and look a lot better. Um, and then the crazy thing about it is, man, after we battled, 
the fourth battle happens. Um, and like after we battle, people start clearing out. Big T, Cortez, like some of the dudes, like they're outside. They go outside to smoke or whatever, but they they weren't interested in the other battles, you know. And uh, they start kind of clearing out and getting doing their own thing. Well, the fourth battle happens, and the fifth battle starts, and the police show up, twelve deep, right? Apparently, like the bar had some girl working there that shouldn't have been working there. They had too many people in the building, and it was a fire hazard. And there was like twelve to fourteen police officers show up and like shut down the last battle in the middle of the battle. Like, and I'm talking like for no reason. Nobody's doing anything wrong in there necessarily, um, but. Uh, but you know these these two guys that are battling for that last battle, you know, come in from hours away, fly in, you know, spend yeah, their money to yeah. be there to try out, and the police interrupt it and they go finish the battle in the alley, um, across the street. And so it kind of worked out in my favor that they said, "Hey, hey, Ward, yeah. can you come and go ahead and battle now?" Um, but just an overall great experience. It was it was labeled by the league owner and a lot of people as one of the top three battles of world domination out of 20 battles. And even some people are saying it was the best battle of yeah. world domination. Um, and that's just high praise. And now I'm just kind of like thankful and um, glad that, you know, all of the hard work and getting to that platform, you know, didn't turn into, you know, me, Ryan leafing it up. So <laughs> <laughs> Ryan leafing it up. Yo, that's crazy. But that they can say though, they took it literally. They took it to the streets. Yeah. Like King of the Dot. Like we are the streets. Like, like we literally organic streets. was yelling at the cops, like, don't you have something to be doing right now? Like that was really helping society. <laughs> you know, like you're coming in here like th like getting rid of our huge event that we pay people to come out here and that we structure accordingly. But because somebody's not there was the girl that was working behind the bar was like intoxicated, you know, and she was being annoying. But it's like because we don't we have too many people in here or something like that. You have 12 police officers here. And it was kind of it really was kind of shady like because they were there for half an hour standing in the bar and they decided to go interrupt the last battle in the last round. And it's like if you had enough dirt on the bar to shut it down, you could have shut it down yeah, before yeah. the battle started. Yeah. You know, and they could have went and done it all out in the alley. But instead. Um, but That's one of the crazy. guys had a pretty crazy flip, you know, like to start his third round out after the cops, you know, did it. So it was pretty cool freestyle, you know, like a, uh, about the police officers and stuff. So That's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah, so go to YouTube.com. Um, also, he didn't mention this, but uh, the battle was at first, it was put on the GZ page, yeah. the Ground Zero page. Um, but because of, I think one of the fans said, yo, this is, you know, battle rap is about finding these new voices and these dope battles. Yeah. And so it needs did to you be put read on that? the main. I did. I did. I read. That was it. a dope post. That's actually Hundred Bullets, who's one of the guys that battled on World one, Day One or Two. Oh, okay, that's yeah. So like, I thought that was crazy. You know, like how his his post like was really right too. You know, like it was correct, and it was like I, nobody asked him to say all that. Um, yeah. but yeah. So now it's on the main. That's on the main page. Main you know? page of King of the Dot. So so it went from uh, tryouts to to the main page. Overnight, you know, or yeah. in a few hours. So it was just really cool. I'm about to call my uh, second time out. Second time out. All right. All right. I got one remaining. Uh, no challenges. <laughs> no challenge. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I saw a comment uh, that somebody put on a post that I really want the real answer to. Um, but at the beginning of your battle, you always shout out, you know, blah, 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 blah your brother, mm -hmm. and then you say shout out to Mr. Pitt. Right. And <laughs> I just thought you wouldn't be being funny at first, but you do it every time. Every time. I do want the real <laughs> answer to why you shout out, 
Shout out Mr. P. I mean, I'll be honest with you. So I filmed, like, you know, I used to just do these little acapella videos on um, on my YouTube. You know, I'd write my, what what shock calls my poems that I string together. Like, I would write a new poem, um, and I would put it on YouTube. And about three or four years ago, I was doing one, and I was drinking a Mr. Pib. And as I was filming it, like, I hit, I didn't realize that it started to play as I was in the middle of drinking. And I thought I was going to get to, like, put my drink down and then go ahead and start spitting. And then it had already started to play. I didn't want to do it over. So I was like, well, I guess shout out to Mr. Pib, you know, like that. And I put my drink down, and I start spitting my bars. Well, my little brother thought that was hilarious, you know. And so, like, from then on, like, he just kept giving me a hard time, you know, about it. And some of my friends were like, hey, did you make sure you shouted out Mr. Pib before you did that, you know. And so it just kind of stuck as an inside joke. And then I saw one battle rapper. Um, he actually shouted out Arizona T in one of his things, and then they tweeted him back and like went with the like like gave him coupons and stuff because he shouted out Arizona T and had one in his battle. And I was like, well, shoot, I'm just gonna keep shouting out Mr. Pib. That way, if I get big one day, like they can go back and say, yo, he's been riding with us through and through. And if I can get some kind of sponsorship, I mean, why not? They're the little brother. That would be awesome if I became famous enough to where they're like, yo, Dr. Pepper don't have a battle rapper, you know? So, <laughs> so I figured, hey, why not? And that's why you're shouting out Mr. Pibb. So. so if you don't mind, like, in your next battle, like, I got a list of restaurants yeah. that I just want you, Chipotle. Yeah, some coupon. Uh, Basically, Popeyes. that's it, actually. I hear Beyonce <laughs> has, like, a lifetime card to go to, to Popeye's. Like, she can that's show great. this card and she can get a free meal anytime she goes. So I'm trying to get, you know, Listen. I'm trying to leverage your – Celebrity, if you get a deal with uh Mr. Pib, yeah, and Chipotle. Oh man, it's over. You may have to adopt me, it's a wrap. Like, <laughs> like you may, I may have to give up my rights, uh, just straight out. Yeah, no. so that's that's it, man. That's 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 that. It's not a huge, hilarious story behind it, but um, but yeah, just kind of always been an inside joke. And I'm uh, I'm a semi superstitious person. You know, like in a sense, not superstitious, but I, I like to do things the same way. Like uh, on on Saturdays when Tennessee plays, I always have on two things that have orange on them, and I always drink an orange Mountain Dew, and I have a blanket that if you know all of a sudden we're not winning and I'm at home, you know the blanket has to like you know be near me or whatever. So it's kind of like all these weird little like football fan things. So as a battler, I'm like if I don't shout out Mr. Pibb and I lose, I'm gonna be pretty upset. You know, the whole time I have to watch that battle, I'm like, you just didn't shout out Mr. Pib. Like, that's that's what it came down to, Aaron. <laughs> so, uh, so I try to keep it keep it the same. So, cool. That's what's up. So you can go, like I said, YouTube. Yeah. A Ward versus franchise. Go check it out. Um, shout out the franchise. You know, I mean, yeah. he he brought a lot of energy, a lot of passion, and um and he probably should shout out Halls or um or some kind of cough drop because <laughs> I don't know. What like Yo, your impersonation of him was like pretty spot on. Yeah, it was spot on. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was pretty good. You know, I thought uh, and and a lot of people have responded in a way on YouTube to say like he sounds like another guy who does the exact same thing with his voice because if you if you listen to Franchise's voice in the intro, he says my name's Franchise, yada 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 yada, very soft spoken, and he is you know, and in the minute. That the battle starts, he's he turns like, into Batman. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you can't. Where are the drugs? Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, great Yo. battle. Shout out to him, man. So wow, like I just realized that he does. He turns. He goes from Bruce Wayne into Batman. Like yeah, he, like, he really <laughs> goes from Bruce Wayne to Batman. The 
the Christian Bell version. The Christian Bell was the one who decided to to go with the deep throaty voice. I think it's more like Blank Man, but still. <laughs> oh, no, I mean Blank Man. I mean no G five, G five, no. Now I had to go watch Blank Man. So, yeah, but we digress. So that's what's up. Um, so y'all go check that out. Um, shout out to everybody who's commented on it. I've read, I, I read like probably the first day it was on the main page. I kind of read all the comments. Shout out to some of the bigger names, mm. won't name drop, who have commented on it. I, but I, I, as a casual fan, yes. I'm not a hardcore fan. Bar God. Um, I did notice that. So shout out to everyone who's commented. Yeah. Um, but we move on. So we, we're going to move on to our five good minutes of WNBA coverage. Mm-hmm. Um, we got to find another obscure sport. I'm thinking hockey, but I don't know how much I can get into hockey during a regular season. But trying to find another obscure sport. There is an Aaron w- Ward that plays hockey, so <laughs> I can definitely follow that guy. Yeah. So you know, we we'll have to we we'll have to find out what obscure sport we're going to give five good minutes to once the WNBA season is over because yeah. the playoffs have started today mm-hmm. in the WNBA. Um, and they're doing something different that I find to be very interesting. They switched up their playoff format. Um, so what they did is that they are taking the top eight teams, regardless of conference, mm-hmm. so the top eight records in the conference, and then they start their playoffs by having a single elimination game um, to begin the playoffs. Um, also, the team with the top two records, which are the Minnesota Lynx and the Los Angeles Sparks, both on the Western Conference, to give you guys an equivalent, they're like the Spurs and the um, Warriors from an NBA equivalent of how far ahead they were of the rest of the competition. Right. They have a double buy. Oh wow! Yeah, they have a double buy. They're on opposite sides of the bracket, but they so they're a, automatically in the quarterfinals. They're or? automatically in the conference finals. Oh, the conference or finals. the fine or the semifinals. They're semifinals. automatically there. Oh so wow! They're off for two rounds. Um, so actually, no, I'm looking at this wrong. I take that back. It the first two rounds of the of the WNBA playoffs are single elimination. So. Um, as Just you one talk, game, correct? Right, one game. You talk about Tamika Catchings. Her career ended. They yes. lost to the Phoenix Sun. Um, and right now the Atlanta Dream looks like they're going to move on past the Seattle Storm. Angel McCautry went off 35 points. I'm shocked at how the Phoenix Sun don't have a better record with Tarasi and Brittany Griner. Yeah, that is shocking to me. So, um, But that single elimination, they'll move on to play a second single elimination game, okay. New York Liberty. Um, so the Phoenix – Mercury's are going to play the Liberty, and the um, Dream are going to play the Chicago Sky. That's okay. a round one, a best of one. Then, I take that back, the conference finals is come, are come up next. The conference finals is the best of five. Okay. So each of those teams will have played two games. They're going to play the top two teams record-wise right. in the best of five, and then the WNBA finals is the best of five. So I found that to be really interesting from this standpoint. I wonder would the NBA adopt some of this stuff because that would, to me, that would make uh, not necessarily the single elimination because you don't want to see single elimination, but, but just do away with the conference. But just yeah, just seeding by record. I think that would be interesting going forward. Because to see technically, if the NBA Minnesota that. and LA is Minnesota Eastern and LA Western. No, they're both West. They're both West. So under that same rule, you know, you would have had the Spurs right. and the Warriors Possibly automatically be, be you know, yeah. Or, well, I wouldn't say automatically be in that final round, but, you know, they would be on the opposite sides of the bracket. They would yeah. not have to face each other in the Western Conference Finals. So I found that to be very interesting. So we'll continue to follow that. 
uh, those stories as they go along. Like I said, it looks like the Mercury and the Dream are going to move on to the next round. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's about it for my WNBA coverage, except I have one last thing, and I've been waiting probably two months to discuss this with you briefly. Okay. Um, so we went to Notre Dame in 2012. Right. Um, great game. We went with the homie John Deal, Jesse Abbey. And while we were there, you were you didn't I think you may have asked like two people like, hey, has anyone seen Skylar Diggins? Skylar Diggins yes. was uh, a guard at um, Notre Dame. At Notre Dame now plays for the Dallas, I forget, Wings, um, formerly the Tulsa Shock. And I saw a note, I read a story two months ago, and this actually happened even before then, that she's now engaged. You see what had happened was <laughs> when we were at the Notre Dame game I caught wind that they had practice on Tuesday. That's what it remember? was, yeah. Um, and this was a Saturday, and they said, yeah, if you ever come back up on a Tuesday at this particular gym, they play pickup ball. Um, I knew that we had to get back, but I had made a trip back two days, two or three days later. And, um, she turned you down? Well, basically, I kind of catfished. You know, and so when I got there, yeah, is this your way of trying to make a manti tail joke? Yeah, you know, I'm sensitive no, just about kidding. that. <laughs> no, but yeah, I heard that she got engaged too, and it, oh, it was pretty upsetting because I'm just starting to um, become famous, you know, and 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 she hasn't got to meet Holly Ward yet. Ah, like ah, ah. A Ward had no chance. Um, but international Ward. But international Ward. I mean, like, girl, don't you see these stamps on this passport? Right, exactly. You see what? I done been in the six, you know what Exactly. I'm Running with the what? Man, get out of here. So, yeah. And I, and plus, you know, I got the homie Street Hems that lives in Dallas. So I always, you know, could go down there, you know, chop it up with him. He's always hooping at Dallas Baptist University, I think it is. Okay. And um, uh, he showed me a, a Snapchat. I think it was a week or so, two ago. He was hooping with Emmanuel Moody. 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 Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he plays pickup ball down there a lot, and just like yeah. So streets down there hooping. And street can hoop apparently too. So, you know, I kind of had all of these little ideas, like this Swiss Army knife full of like options to make my way into her path. Um, but looks like she got engaged, and since I am um, a Christian man. I'm just gonna leave that alone. But we'll say this, uh, Skylar, if you if we can somehow someone can get this into our hands, we'll yep. maybe tweet this at you of uh, this episode. Mm-hmm. If things don't work out, right? You no, know, um, I am underscore award. I am underscore award. I am award dot com. Go check it out. Nine one three. Never mind. I'm not. I'm not gonna do all that. You know. But Skylar, you're a Christian too, and I understand that. So I know you know vows and things like that are very important. But again, if things happen to fall apart, right? And we don't wish that. We wish you. You and Brian Smith, much marital bliss, a former wide receiver for Notre Dame. Um, we wish you much marital bliss. Um, he didn't get any P2. So that's why I, I was going to say, I don't even recognize Man. But, but um, geez, that's the best wide receiver that's ever gone to Notre Dame. <laughs> uh, but, you know, we wish you much marital bliss and congratulations on your engagement. Um, but if things don't work out, like I said, you know, I am Award.com. He's a Christian battle rapper. You can be on his arm at all the major events. Never mind. And in We're the words of one of my favorite country music songs, if something happens and you have to go through the big D and don't mean Dallas and you guys split up, I'll be here. <laughs> so with that, we conclude our WNBA coverage. Shout out to Dre Sr. Shout um, out to Scott Love Diggins. Our WNBA coverage. And we move on to college football. Uh, college football was had an interesting weekend yes. uh, this past week. 
Um, we want to start with something a little bit, I want to say off the beaten path, but it wasn't one of the bigger national stories. But for us, it was a bigger story because the homie Marcus Rose, who was a guest host on our last episode, has mm-hmm. a nephew who plays for Nebraska. He's um, from Nebraska. He <laughs> <laughs> um, had Michael Rose Ivy. Um, yes. He's a middle linebacker, senior linebacker for the Corn Huskers, not the Corn Hustlers. Uh, nah. And um, he went up with um, the homie Los, and then you and B. Harris went up to Nebraska to watch them play Oregon. So right. if you could give us a quick recap of, uh, of that experience. Yeah, obviously it's my second time being in Nebraska because um, I went with Jesse. You didn't go to that. Time, I didn't did go to that game. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I went with uh, our homie Jesse um, to the Michigan-Nebraska game a few years ago. Um, so I was pretty familiar with the um, – the the area the tailgating and everything it's definitely got a rich college football tradition around it everybody one thing i've always envied about nebraska which is um is that i mean the, that color red is just that seems like that's the only color red they make their their clothes or their sports stuff is everybody's got the exact same color on you know some reason you go to tennessee games there's always like these weird different shades of orange you know but like nebraska like it's just freaking red like it's just a fire engine boom you know and um and so just the the stadium's nice it's going nuts they have they're undefeated um Oregon's undefeated going into the game and ranked so there's there's a just a a really exciting you know environment um we get there and we hadn't we didn't have our tickets yet me and B Harris right right um and so we got there a little earlier than Los and and Marcus and originally we thought well we might just tailgate and hang out, kick it, enjoy college football, watch it from the tailgate or whatever because ticket prices were a little expensive. Um, and uh, out of the corner of an eye, uh, B. Harris saw a guy, because we couldn't find any scalpers. All we saw were the guys that had the I need ticket signs and everything was just kind of shady on the outskirts. And so we got into the tailgate. Well, B. Harris saw a guy walking around, and he was holding two tickets in his hand. And a couple walked up to him and said, are you selling those? And he said, yeah. But I wasn't really publicly doing it because I didn't want to be associated with these other guys who are. And so he told them the price, and they turned them down. And I heard and walked over there and said, yo, I'm interested. And he said, are you you are? And I said, yeah, definitely. He said, okay, well, you'll be sitting with us. He said, because we have these 12 tickets, and two people didn't show up. And I said, that's awesome. So we bought our tickets. The tickets came, like, they were right in front of these box suites. You could go back into the air conditioning. You could leave. You could do. There's a lot of things that came with it that were just kind of cool because we would have paid much more for way worse right, seats. Right, right, right. Um, the game, crazy. Um, you know, I honestly thought Oregon was just going to – I didn't I didn't really watch much of Nebraska. I knew Tommy Armstrong Jr. was coming back, and I was familiar with him. Um, and Westerkamp, is that his name? Yeah, um, 10 years, seniors, ten both year, of them. Yes, exactly. Yeah. The Brady Morning Star of <laughs> college football. Um, Tyrell Johnson, or Tyrell Reed. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, I knew his name, and then I obviously knew Rose Ivy, but I just thought, well, Oregon's probably going to run away with this ball game. And it semi looked like that might happen in the first quarter, but Nebraska stuck with them, and then Nebraska had just like two, I think it was two back-to-back great drives to start the second half, and then you started to think, like, okay, the crowd's behind them. You know, Oregon's quarterback's not what they've been used to. Yeah. It's something about a college football program when you see their fans and they all only have one on one jersey. Like, yeah. I feel like when I go to Tennessee games, I'll see Peyton Manning jerseys, I'll see Al Wilson jerseys, I'll see Peerless Price jerseys, I'll see Jalen Hurd jerseys, I'll see old Tyler Bray jerseys and stuff like that. Well, Oregon fans, it's like they only ever made a Mariota jersey. Like, they all had on Mariota jerseys, you know? Wow. 
And so, like, like after Mariota, I think it's just like a plug-and-play type system. Like, they just recruit people that can go in there, run a read option, you know, and throw these slant routes or whatever. And Nebraska had them down. And then to see Rose Ivy in the game with the hit, you know, um, on fourth down, obviously, Nebraska's up four. And um, Oregon's semi-driving, which Oregon shot themselves in the foot the whole night by not, a, not attempting a field goal or an extra point. I, I, need, I, I didn't watch – or I didn't get a chance to see his press conference, but I didn't understand was their kicker hurt. Like I didn't understand why he was hurt. I, I don't. I don't know. I, I mean, I saw him in warmups kicking, you know, like in halftime and different things like that, and saw. And there's the kicker that kicked off for them was booting it through the end zone, and even ironically, Weird. booted it through the field goal on a kickoff. You know. Yeah. So I didn't so understand that. Yeah, I didn't understand what Helfrich was doing. The first two there. times they just felt like they had a great matchup in what they do is because they always go line up in this weird formation and then, and then they kind of come together. In. Yeah. And so then they kind of played from behind in that sense, um, but it really inconvenienced them to the point that where they're down four points on that last drive, rather than being down one point. Yep. Um, and so they're at the forty or fifty yard line, and and yeah, Rose Ivy comes up with the big hit. Um, on fourth down, and so that was just awesome to kind of see. So real quick, for people who've never been to, and if you haven't been to a big-time college football game, it doesn't necessarily have to be um, a rivalry game, though it helps, or, a, or an opponent that you're a name opponent that you're familiar with, kind of give the people uh, a taste of what the what the atmosphere of the stadium was like on that play, that fourth down where Michael Rose-Ivy makes a stop to seal the game. Well, so, I mean – you can imagine that, honestly, here's the one thing about college football is, and I looked over and told B. Harris, and B. Harris agreed, is like, from the jump, they are way more excited about football games than professional football games. I mean, I've never been to a professional playoff game, but from the kickoff on offense, on defense, you're standing up, you're going nuts on third down, you're just, I mean, everything just seems like there's just much more excitement. I tend to accredit it to the fact that, you lose one college football game, you're done. You know, yeah. you, the the crowd has got to be there every home game. You only get six of them a year, um, you know, less games, and the fact that there's not much room for error, you know. Well, I will. so one thing I will say, though, that is unique, and I'll let you continue, is the fact that this is, though, this is their professional team, though. So it may be. Right. It True. could be that in other True. cities where, it you know, they have, like, let's just say – Austin, right? Like Austin, Texas, obviously people go crazy over the Longhorns, but you also got the Cowboys. Right. You also have Houston, right? You have these other teams where you can you have this connection to. But I do I do understand your point, yeah. but I just want to say for Nebraska, like it's kind of unique. Right. Although That's they, religion in the whole state. Right, I mean. right. Although I think their uh, stadium sellout streak stopped in it this year, though. Um, it was like a 30-year deal. So, yeah, but it, 350 finally, games or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, something crazy. But, but continue. Sorry, but yes, but go ahead. So, I mean, the energy itself, I mean – because not only that is that college football in Nebraska trumps every other sport and every other genre of sport in Nebraska. I mean, there's not like a baseball team or a basketball team or anything. So this is the top of the top. This is what everybody on Saturdays is looking forward to. So the energy is just crazy. Um, you know, the the fourth the fourth down play. Imagine you know just it just. I mean, you can't hear anything in those particular situations. You you can't. You know, I've been I've been to them. I've been to 2004, the last time Tennessee beat Florida. I was sitting nine rows behind the field goal that James Wilhoyt kicked, and the ball landed ten feet in front of me and my little brother. You know, and to just be there and to just I mean, you it's just it's it's you just can't imagine. You know. Yeah. And personally, 
I just think it's awesome to see these kids here who put all the work in all week or going to class or getting paid for this and, you know, are putting their box on the line be in front of 100,000 people and to see something like like that, you know, to see Michael Rose's eyes pop up and, you know, flex after he makes the hit or whatever, like that's what he does it for. It's not because he's going to get in the escalator and drive back to his mansion later, you know. Yeah. It's for that play right there is going to remember the rest of his life. So it's just a different kind of emotion attached to it. Yeah. So shout out to the homie Marcus. Shout yeah. out to Michael Rose, Ivan, to the Corn Huskers. Uh, and that's a big win for Mike Riley. Like he needed, I guess uh, you could say that it is his signature win at Nebraska, and he needed mm-hmm. this. I think this is his second season there. I think um, that was his first win against a top twenty-five team. Maybe I think so. I think so. So big yeah. win for them, and they're trying to get. I don't want to say momentum, but they're trying to build something there, obviously, at Nebraska. So I told one to of the them. people, I said, like, honestly, I've never been a Nebraska fan, but I don't like Oregon at all. So I was totally okay with rooting for Nebraska at that particular time. So Yeah, so shout out to them. So uh, quickly want to get through some other storylines. Um, so we got a segment, and if you've been to the um, Facebook fan page, um, it's called it's normally reserved for the NFL, for the pros. We call it Run Them Pockets. Um, and this past weekend, Florida State, big game, one of the marquee matchups of the weekend, Florida State versus Louisville. And Florida State got their pockets ran. <laughs> um, I mean, I was – now, I was shocked. I mean, that not a lot you – can't, you can't shock me a lot in sports. Like, you can – some things happen, and you can kind of see the rationale for it. I didn't see 63-20 to 20 no way. happening. And Lamar Jackson, he's a bad boy. He is – like he's a bad boy, um, and the team, and like that's a team that I'm going to have to start following because I I knew who Lamar Jackson was. I don't know who anyone else is on Louisville. Yeah. I I know who Bobby Petrino is. I know they got a guy guy with the last name is Samuel. Samuel. Okay. Okay. Because so they, they had the jerseys, Samuel L L Jackson. Yeah. 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 So, so you know, so you know, um, I didn't know a lot about them. I'm going to get hip to them now. I'm probably going to see a lot more of them. Um, they. Beat the brakes off of Florida State. Hey, we were watching it from the tailgate, and I looked over, and it was ten nothing, and then or maybe it was fourteen nothing, or you know something. And then I looked over, and it was like twenty eight seven. I thought, man, you know. But then I I looked over to B Harris, and I said, oh, Florida State's gonna get one of those halftime speeches, you know, like they got against Ole Miss. Yeah, Jameis and wasn't then here. When I got inside the building, they're like sixty three, and I was like, holy smoke. Yeah. Jameis is not walking through Immediately that door. thought, who does Florida State play next week? Because they are about to kill whoever they're about to play this week. And so, you know, you, uh, every year in college football, you kind of see a guy rise up who becomes a Heisman front runner. Last year was Leonard Fournette. And then you never want to be that guy in early se- late September who's got that buzz because it, it rarely do you ever win the award. Right. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens, although their schedule – lines up incredibly nicely for them. That was their biggest name opponent that they'll face until November 17th. It's a Thursday night, so they have the eyes of the nation watching. Louisville takes on Houston. Yes. Um, Houston has a schedule that sets up nicely for them. They should both be undefeated unless it's still college football. Crazy things happen. Right. Um, so that'll be a game to watch, and we'll see if Lamar Jackson can keep that momentum going. Um, yeah, I watched uh, like a – it was me. It was some kind of uh, special on him that went through the classroom and everything that he did, like the week before that game. And uh, good kid, like good kid. And I, I just enjoyed kind of like the whole getting to know him type thing that they did on ESPN. And so I was like rooting for him um, because I was hoping that they didn't do this in depth thing, you know, about him. And then he just went out and 
um, you know, laid a goose egg or something. Yep. But yeah, I mean, it was good to see. So yeah, hold up. Let me look real quick. Let's jump. We'll jump to just kind of give you a preview of what's happening this weekend. Yeah, um, there's a there's a few good games. Um, there is um, LSU Auburn has got my eye, and that's because I feel like Gus Malzahn is in the same situation as USC's coach. Like another loss for Gus Malzahn against the LSU team um, is just a hot seat crazy. Um, then there's gonna be um, who else is playing? Uh, I mean, you got Georgia and Ole Miss, which that should be interesting to see if Ole Miss can actually hold on to a lead. Yeah, the Fraud Bowl. We'll just label that the Fraud Bowl. I, I don't understand what – and it, it for that to happen to them twice in three weeks, for them to be up on Florida State as big as they were, to be up on Bama 21. Yep. Um, And then to just – and then it wasn't just the fact it's like that Bama walked them down kind of in this methodical manner. It was 21 nothing, and then it was – 21-14 like that, and then Bama had the lead, and it was just like, guys, like, what's, what is happening here? Right. Like, what's going on? So that'll be a game to watch. Um, Arkansas and Texas A&M. So I'm just mostly looking at top 25 stuff. Arkansas and the Texas A&M, which should be interesting. Um, yeah, but that's about it. Not a not a great slate. You want to talk about fraud, Bowl? Wisconsin uh, taking on Michigan State. I don't look at Michigan State as frauds because their defense is really good. Right. Um, but, yeah, that'd be – and I, I have Notre Dame on the itinerary, but they're not worth talking about. I'm still a little <laughs> salty about Notre Dame and their play the first uh, three weeks of the season. So, again, that's about it. But we will ask you, the listeners, um, if there's any college team that you want us to preview, want us to look at your team, uh, we will look at literally anybody. So if you want us to look at North Dakota State, um, who beat – who did they beat? Iowa. Iowa over the last weekend. You want us to look at North Dakota State, Eastern Washington – We'll go wherever you want within the country to preview your team's game coming up for the next week. It's crazy how things like that happen. Like yeah. a program wins their biggest game the year after their highly touted quarterback, you know, is goes making pro. some noise. Yeah, and they got some. They're like twenty seventh in the top twenty five. Yeah, so they got some votes. So we'll at holler at us, hit us up at Brains and Bars on Twitter or the Facebook fan page. Let us know, man, which team you want us to look at. Hit us up in the SoundCloud comments as well. So yeah. we're going to – a couple of things left in the show. We're going to jump to the NFL real quick. And so I talked about – Jump this new- very lightly. Don't jump. land awkwardly. Make sure that you don't roll an ankle. When we, jump, to, when we jump into this particular topic, make sure that you've got everything <laughs> because, man, that was one of the things I was going to say that I was looking forward to um, is just to see who or what is going to get injured next on who. Man, um, NFL is such a rough sport. Uh, you saw Coleman, sport. Chris Coleman, broke his hand today in practice for the Browns, their rookie wide receiver. Whoa, I almost picked him up. Yep. He was on a waiver wire in broke our his fantasy hand. league. Yep, broke his hand in practice today. Oh, the Browns, man. They can't win for losing. God. But anyway, so new segment that we're introducing to the show. Um, it's for the NFL. So, you know, obviously the NFL is the pinnacle of sports entertainment. Um, these are the, some of the best athletes in the world. Uh, and so – with the best, though, someone has to be a loser. Someone has to come in second place. And sometimes life has a way of humbling these guys, right? And so we're introducing a new segment called Run Them Pockets during the NFL season. So each week we'll be looking at who got humbled. And we will, you know, have a few jokes for them. But, you know, just something a little bit different to, do, to look at, right? like audio, like, Run Them Pockets. Run Them Pockets. We need to get that. Trent, we need, we need that. Yeah, we need where that. you at, bro? All right. <laughs> 
Swag it, swag aside. <laughs> Put your swag aside. <laughs> Remember that, Trent? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but right. anyway, so for week one, um, the guys we had for the Run Them Pockets uh, nominees or winners, however you want to look at it, was Darrell Revis. Um, it was the Bengals offensive line. And Bashad. it was Bashad Breeland, right? Breeland. So for week two, um, my nominees are the people that I feel like have earned this Run Them segment. I uh, Run Them segment. Run Them <laughs> Pockets awards. First of all, Sean Smith. Look, he's a wide receiver, a wide receiver, cornerback for the Oakland Raiders. Um, you know, I spared you last week because right. I was going to do it, but the homie Los was like, well, man, they can't have him trying to guard Brandon Cooks one-on-one. They needed to give safety help over the top. And you know what, Los? You are absolutely right. They need to give him safety help over the top because he is getting abused <laughs> every time, every time. He tries to guard a wide receiver one-on-one. First, it was Brandon Cooks who was giving him that business. Then they decided, well, you know, Brandon Cooks, fast, twitchy guy. Um, we're going to put you on Julio Jones one-on-one. <laughs> and Julio Jones was, like, running them – I mean, beasting him. It got so bad for Sean Smith. There was a play, and if you can go look at the highlights, there's a play where there's a there, Atlanta's at the goal line. There's a pass Matt, Matt Ryan throws over the middle. It gets deflected up in the air. And Sean Smith's man, because he beat him so badly off the line of scrimmage, is there to catch the pass to get the touchdown. <laughs> so, Sean Smith, you cool. You got 40 mil. I'm pretty sure that helps you sleep well at night. But excuse me, little homie, run them <laughs> pockets. All right? Oh, so second, we could just call this the uh, Soria. <laughs> no, <laughs> the Joaquin Soria. I won't go back into a different sport, but the Joaquin Soria. The Joaquin Awards. Soria Award. So that's a sore AKA subject. The Run Them Pockets Award. <laughs> okay, that's a sore subject for okay. baseball fans. Okay, at the end of the year football season. You have to give the Sawyer Award. <laughs> yeah. We would keep track of all of these. <laughs> we would and do at that. At the end of the season. Yeah. I feel like Sean Smith's going to be the MVP of the Sawyer Awards through too. two weeks. Because he's getting he continues to burnt. start the rest of the year. Like he's looking like Eric Warfield out here. <laughs> and if you know who Eric Warfield is, Chiefs fans know who I'm talking about. But he's getting burnt. I'm trying to think. He's looking like Brandon Browner out here. What other cornerbacks out here just getting let me let me chill. Let me chill. Let me chill. But anyway. Uh, so, anyway, second guy for the Random Pockets Awards is Jameis Winston. Now, look, I like Jameis Winston. I think Jameis Winston – I think Bamani Jones said that if he if his career as a football player didn't work out, he would look like he could be a mega church pastor who's under lawsuit for tax evasion. Hilarious. <laughs> Not a big fan of Bomani Jones, but that is funny. But, um, but, yeah, but shout out to Jameis. I have him on one of my fantasy teams. I believe he's going to be a breakout player this year. Um, and – he had a bad day. He went out to Arizona. He was terrible. Two for 13 on passes over fifth, over 15 yards, I think, with two interceptions wow. or one interception. And then he almost got treated like red on Friday. I don't know if y'all saw this. He almost <laughs> got treated like red on Friday. Um, he tried, got into it with one of the cornerbacks, and he has on a little gold rope around his neck, and he almost got his chain snatched. Dang. He almost had to go cry in the car because he got his, about to get his chain snatched. Trying to be a big dog. What you got on my 40, homie? Hilarious. I ain't got nothing. Let me tuck my chain in. I don't want him to see it. He almost got deboed. Yep. So, Jameis, you the homie. You will have much better uh, performances over the rest of the season, I'm sure. But for this week, you got to run, run them pockets. Them pockets. <laughs> and lastly, the last nominee for the Run Them Pockets Awards, I have to nominate myself. Um, so amongst my peers, I'm not. I'm considered somewhat of the fantasy nerd of the group, fantasy football nerd of the group. 
Um, guys hit me up asking me my ideas on trades. We talk shop about players. I have spreadsheets and data that I collect to try to give, put myself in the best position to have the best team every year to try to compete for a championship, right? Right. Um, well, I'm in five leagues, which, yes, I need to be in fantasy rehab. I'm a little addicted. Um, although I'm in seven. Well, in my defense, I jumped in like three of those because people was like, yo, we need. We need. Right. So, I was in, yeah, there's probably three or four of mine that are last second leagues. Right. So I was, I'm a, three of those are last second. Oh, two of those are last second. Three, um, I'm in for the long haul. Right. Well, this weekend, I went 0 and 5 woof, woof, in woof. every league. Um, the only one that I was close in, shut up, Trent. Um, the only one that I was close in competing in is the one against Trent. Um, and I lost because I did not start Ryan Matthews. Instead, I started R- Rashad Jennings. So I have to look at myself and ask myself, excuse me, little homie, but run them because <laughs> I was horrible. So, so again, hit up, hit us up on Twitter um, at Brains and Bars or the Facebook Facebook pan, fan page. Search at Brains and Bars, or if you already uh, like the page, hit us up with your nominees for the Run Them Pockets Awards. Yes. All right. So uh, moving on real quick, we'll move to why we're talking about fantasy football real quick. Don't have a lot to say on that. But I understand that, um, you know, fantasy football, has, there's a little bit of a shaming that's happened over fantasy football where people say, bro, I don't want to hear about your fantasy team. Like, I'm pretty sure there are people who are going to be turned off by the fact that I'm even Probably. mentioning yep. fantasy football. But um, – we want to be a safe space. We want to be a haven for okay. you fantasy football players, right? Like so, that parking spot at Quick Trip <laughs> that you can just park in and you know it's just like it's supposed to be like yeah. the same. Okay, I see what you're yeah. saying. Yeah, so okay. we want to be a space for you guys to come and be able to talk freely about your fantasy team. So hit us up with your crazy trade offers, your your last-minute you know, touchdowns where you think you're going to win. No mentioning names in the trade offers, okay? We don't want to put anybody's yeah, business so out in the street. In our league, yeah, it's very – we have – I mean, certain. there's a little protocol about trade talk is that you don't mention that the fact that we're trying to pull these trades off. You don't. Yeah. We call it putting your business out in the street. When somebody says, yo, so-and-so sent me the worst trade ever, you're putting the business out in the street. So It's okay to say they sent you the worst trade ever. Yeah. Just don't tell us what the trade was. Well, no, no, no. Tell us what the trade was. We want to hear about it. Yeah, that. well, we do. Yeah. Don't put the person's <laughs> name. Don't put the person's name in it. No That's names. True. Protect the innocent, right? I want to hear your fantasy football names, too. Like, want to hear your fantasy football names. Want to hear your crazy stories. People dropping. Um, I think I saw in one league. I forget who it was. Somebody dropped, like, a top-flight wide receiver. Like, um, like this should say Des Bryant. Right. Like, somebody dropped Des Bryant to pick up, like, Terrence West. Just like, really? Or, like, last year, I made a trade for Andrew Luck. <laughs> And an hour, so crazy. So <laughs> in our league, we're very trade heavy. Lots of trades happen. Everybody considers them the worst trades ever. And Award made a trade to pick up Andrew Luck. Um, and then an hour later, it was announced that he was out for the season. Yes. Like, that's the kind of stuff we want to hear. So, yeah. so again, hit us up at Brains and Bars uh, on the Facebook, Facebook fan page. That's really hard to say. And uh, hit us up with your stories. Yes, sir. You you get like thirty seconds, and I'm gonna cut you off. Uh, no, because I'm just saying nobody would like trade like Drew Brees for yeah Sam Bradford. So if I could run the board, I would cut your mic right, right. now. Um, so Trent, first I, off, he's on trade probation. He is on trade. He is on trade probation because he makes horrible trades. He he and what's crazy was when Lowe showed me the deal, he was like, "Bro, I didn't even ask him for that. He sent that to me." He sent he sent a trade for Drew Brees for Colin Kaepernick, not 2012 Colin Kaepernick, by the way. Like, have you ever thought, you know what? I would trade this Taco Bell for that Chipotle. 
No, never. Have you ever said that in your head? Never. Like, never. not even like, like, if so, like I can understand if somebody saw you eating Taco Bell and you'd be like, you know what? I'm feeling real generous right now. Have this Chipotle. If it was offered to you, you know? But, like, in your head, have you ever thought to yourself, like, you know what? No. Never. 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 I just thought that Drew Brees was going to have a down year. And Colin Kaepernick was it was he was due for a good year. I'm a 49ers fan, and there was nothing Colin oh, Kaepernick Lord. has showed me since the NFC title game of 2013 that was that he was going to Sometimes have a bounce back year. You take gambles. That that wasn't some... a gamble. That was Russian roulette. You put the bull in gamble. <laughs> <laughs> so so anyway, like I said, hit us up, man. We want to hear from you guys um, about your fantasy football leagues. You have a safe space here at It's a Black and White Thing, all right? So moving on to real football, um, we have a couple of quick topics, and we're going to shut it down for the show, for the, we're going to call it quits. Um, first thing is shout-out to the homie Adrian Peterson, having a little bit of a rough go, going to have surgery on his knees. His, uh, there's a, a little bit of uh, confusion about what actually is wrong. We know it's MCL. Um, I think there's an MCL tear. There's also some talk about LCL tear. Yeah, I've seen that. Um, meniscus tear. Meniscus, that's right. He's not, not MCL. Not MCL. He's so he meniscus. meniscus, and then there's an LCL tear um, as well. Um, so, you know, he's going to have surgery. He says he hopes to be back for the playoffs, which is a big assumption, although they are 2-0, that they are going to make the playoffs. I think they will. In a weak division. I think the Vikings are dope. I don't know. I think the Bears are the only walkovers. I think Detroit is better, although that loss to Tennessee was terrible. Yeah. But I think they're better than what we think they'll be this year. So, I posted on the Facebook fan page and you can go to um it's a black and white thing to check that out i posted is adrian peterson done um i personally think he is for if you look at his stats um he's rushed i think it was 50 times for 31 yards which is 1.9 yards per carry um the he's burst dead last in um anybody that's rushed over 50 times okay so his season. yards per carry is the worst in the league worst in the league yards wow. per carry for rushes over 50 or for uh, for at least for 50 attempts at least 50 attempts dead yeah. last in the league in um yards in average yards and in touchdowns which yeah, obviously he's, he's tied for last because he has zero, zero right he has as many yeah. touchdowns as the three of us sitting here right now so you know it was a specific play that made me think that it was a play uh, maybe second quarter against the Packers he tries to bounce it outside and normally when you would see Adrian bounce it outside, that speed would be there to get to that corner before the linebacker would get there. It wasn't there. Like, he hawked him down, ran him down. And I was like, yo, I think this is it. Um, and it, while it may not be it for his career, I think it, it is it. His time is done in Minnesota. Yeah. Um, they can cut him last year, next year, and save like 4 or $5 million on the cap by doing so. He's got a big – Big number steal from his last deal. I think he's done in Minnesota. And there's a guy by the name of Leonard Fournette that's coming out of the draft Ooh, this year. Wow. Like, is that not like a Peyton and well, Andrew see, Luck of running but, backs, maybe? Remember, <laughs> though, they don't have their first-round pick. So oh, it, man. Leonard might be a first-rounder. So yeah. I might have to look some other place for a, 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 a back in the draft. So that'll be something worth watching. So hit us up there. Is Adrian Peterson done? We both think he's done. I think he's done. I yeah. mean, in a sense of obviously he's not going to be what he was. I don't think he's going to be anything – remotely close to what he was last year. And I think we were seeing that in the first two games. And then, obviously, with these extra injuries, they're obviously not adding to that. Um, but um, if he comes back, you know, uh, can he get you yards? Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think that he's he's basically a shell of himself. Now, in a sense, do you think he's done like Peyton was done last year and just kind of still played the position and they, you know, like Peyton uh, came back. And, I mean, honestly, Peyton was – 
was done. He was done. He was done, though. Yeah. You know, uh, Washed. Um, I do think that he is – I think in terms of being a productive back, I think he's done. If he, if I were a team – and I, like I said, I fully expect Minnesota to cut him. Um, if I were a team, I would say come be our Emmett Smith with the Cardinals. And I don't know if his ego will allow him to be that. Right. If you remember Emmett Smith with the Cardinals, which should have never happened, but Emmett wanted to continue playing – he was essentially a goal line back. Um, he actually was one of the saviors of my fantasy season one year. Um, that year, he was essentially a goal line back, and he that's I think he had like 15 touchdowns. But he he might have had like about four to five hundred yards that year. Right. But he had like 15 touchdowns because that is how they used him exclusively. Um, his season with with the Cardinals. So if I were a team and I wanted Adrian Peterson for the buzz and for the money, that's what I would bring him in for. Because like I said, I just don't see it there. Plus. Being that age, and I understand, I heard a story where Dr. James Andrews, who is the, you know, the renowned um, surgeon for in sports, he said that when he cut open on Adrian's knee after he tore his ACL, he said it was like looking at a newborn's knee, um, of how clean and pristine it was, even for someone who had gone through a tear of that ligament. Wow. Um, and I remember, he came back in nine months from an ACL tear and was a beast. Um, and I see a lot of people on our fan page who just said, well, didn't this guy just lead the league in rushing? Isn't he one of the best of his generation? I'm like, you're telling me what he was. I'm right. saying, I'm saying, what is he now? So yeah. um, that's how I see him going forward. What about you? I, yeah, I mean, I, I had to wholeheartedly agree with you there. You know, I, I just don't, I, yeah, I don't, I don't see it. I didn't. Yeah. Oh, so like I said, hit us up on the fan page. Let us know what you think. Um, from that same game, um, Aaron Rodgers, obviously he struggled. Um, the homie Reese, who here's is, where I feel like the overreactions are coming <laughs> in. So I don't feel like there's any overreactions in regards to Adrian yeah, Peterson. Yeah, but here's where I feel like the overreactions are coming in. So you know they lost that game. Obviously, the homie Reese hit me up the next day, like, "Yo, are the Packers? Is the offense in trouble? Like, what's going on?" And so, um, you know, I do agree. I do think there's an overreaction that's happening. People really are sleeping on how beastly uh, that Minnesota. Uh, defense is Brian Robinson, Everson Griffin, the right. Kendricks brothers, Harrison Smith. Um, Shout out to Harrison Smith from Xavier, Knoxville. Yeah, Notre Dame mm -hmm. grad. Um, Xavier Rhodes, who did not play, is a pretty good uh, defensive back. Darquez Denard, he's okay. Mm -hmm. Was that Denard? I think that was him. Yeah, yeah, Michigan State guy. Um, I might be confusing him with Alfonso Denard. But anyway, I digress. Um, but yeah, but I mean, their defense is very. Very, very good. Sam Bradford played what, what most people consider one of the best games of his career. Um, you know, he's only 28. I did not. And he's been in the league, like, I feel like, like 10 years. Yeah. But he's only he hasn't been in the league 20, 10 years. But he's 28. But he had one of the best games of his career. And people are wondering, is something wrong with Aaron Rodgers? And I give me your thoughts real quick. No, I don't think so. I honestly think that the offensive uh, play calling has just been kind of bad in these first two games. Um, I, I think – I think there's obviously some kind of preconceived idea that Eddie – I don't think Eddie Lacy is as welcome in Green Bay as, as – they need to kind of just buy into Eddie Lacy being a premier back or not because I feel like that – I feel like that they don't establish the run to help – not that Aaron Rodgers needs much help passing, but I feel like there's there's absolutely no threat of, of Green Bay running the football. And I feel like Eddie Lacy is good enough to provide somewhat of a threat. Um, but I do think Aaron Rodgers' offensive line needs some help. And um, but I but I still think that this is a, a twelve win team, eleven to twelve win team. Oh yeah, definitely. Easily. 
So I think Eddie Lace is getting a little bit of a bad rap. He rushed 12 times for 50 yards. So that means we're talking right, four and a half yards of carry. Yeah, four, four or more. Yeah, five, yeah a little five yards, five yards of carry. 12 times five is 60. Yeah, 60. So I can do short math. Don't yeah. we start getting the calculus and out? And I was good at algebra, pre-calc, uh, differential equivalent. I don't want to talk about it. But anyway, <laughs> I was told there'd be no math. But you know, he he rushed 12, 12 times for 50 yards. Um, now you got me questioned. It is five yards of carry. Like I'm doing the math in my head right now. Twelve for fifty is gonna be four point two. Twelve for sixty is five. Oh, there you go. So you're you're missing a you're missing a ten. It's gonna be around four four point four point something. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Because twelve times four is forty eight. Yes. Again, I'm an English guy, not a math guy. Hey, stick with me. You know, <laughs> I'm a product of the Kansas City, Missouri school district. You know. <laughs> but anyway, um, shout out to the KC MSD. They're good people there. Um. But, no, but I, I feel like Eddie getting a little bit of a bad rap. I do think, though, there are some things about Aaron that bears kind of watching going forward, right? So looking at his yards per attempt, um, at his peak, trying to look at it right here. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? His yards per attempt was 9.2 um, per game, which is pretty good. Talking about almost a first down. Over the first two weeks of the season, it's at 5.9. So he's not getting a lot of depth. You got Jordy, who's 31, coming off an ACL injury. And this is where, like, if I'm going to do this show, like, I'm going to have to spend some bread. Like, we talked about in the group about me getting uh, the Game Pass, which gives you the All-22 access. Oh, yeah. And so there's a guy on Twitter that I follow who does really great work, and I've been watching, like, his gifts. Like, this is his profession Mm -hmm. to break this stuff down. I'm like, I see why these guys spend this money on this stuff. But I need to see – I don't – from what I've been hearing analysts say that Randall Cobb, who is disappointing on my fantasy team, <laughs> my Yelp experience with him has not been very good. Um, Jordy's not getting open. The tight ends aren't getting open. Jared yeah. Cook's not getting open, and so it's hurting him. And in that particular game, the defensive line was getting such a push, and they were keeping Lane disciplined with not allowing him to to scramble and do that Aaron Rodgers yeah. thing like it hurt him. So I do think that the, that it is an overreaction, that they'll be okay. But it's something that bears watching going forward. I will forward. say the pass that he threw that was intercepted was a, just a bad pass. I mean, it didn't look – yeah, I didn't think the guy made that great of a play on it. I think it was just it was laid out of your break for Randall Cobb. It was. It just seems like they're not on. You know, it just seems like maybe they need a few games to get back to to remembering who they were as the Green Bay Packers. You know, yeah. yeah. Maybe Jordy Nelson's not getting the separation he was getting um, last year before his injury. Maybe Randall Cobb's coming back from being banked up. You know, I don't know what it is. It seems like Richard Rodgers is getting the ball. Um, I'm not sure exactly what his statistics are, but I know he's getting the ball a little bit more than Cook. But they have the weapons. Um, so so really it's just got to be some patching up that offensive line and probably getting just back on the chemistry side of it. And I anticipate that this week they're an eight-point favorite at uh, Detroit. Detroit. No, they're home. Or they're home. They're home eight for point Detroit. Favorites, and I anticipate them covering And that. I think this is the home opener too, so. although for entertainment purposes only. Um, I think Detroit covers that. Yeah. But that's just me. Um, For but entertainment anyway. purposes only. Entertainment purposes only. Um, gotcha. So, don't be calling me. Hit, hit me up on Twitter talking about, you said that Detroit. Nah, bro. Nope. I told you. The point spreads are the devil, man. Do not refinance your house and put the money <laughs> on. Yes. Do not put your mortgage on that. So, real quick, want to look ahead to this week's coming games. Um, or real, no, you know, before we do that, before we do that, want to hit the hometown team, the Chiefs. Went to Houston, played a really weird game, which they fumbled a lot. Very A lot odd. of missed opportunities. Although the offense is scaring me a little bit. Yeah. Um, outside of that 17-point outburst against San Diego, trash for seven of the quarters. 
I don't know what the how you fix it. Um, I find myself at times criticizing Alex Smith and other times defending him. Um, he's got to get the ball. To me, he's got to throw the ball. He's got to go. I hate to use the word vertical, but he's got to. He can't just keep throwing the ball yeah. east, north, east, and west. He's got to go north and south yeah. and take some shots down the field. But um, hopefully, the Chiefs. Because to me, the Chiefs have the type of team that can contend. Right. Um, the, kind of the consensus from analysts I saw was. Either the Chiefs were making a deep playoff run. I've seen some people say the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Now, see, I, I, the whole, I think that they're just, I think that we're blindfold or blinded a little bit towards the comeback because I honestly think that a lot of that comeback had to do with the Chargers' defense and um, Keenan Allen going down because he um, was roasting Marcus Peters. I don't know statistically when the last time I could say a Chiefs wide receiver had eight catches for 150 yards. I can. Jeremy Macklin. Uh, it was a blog game against the Packers week two Monday night football. The reason I know this fantasy, fantasy football, okay. I had him on my squad because Spencer Ware had seven or eight catches for 150 yep. yards last year. Now they're playing from behind. He they're catching the check Spencer down. Ware check down 15, yep. 20, 30 yards a pop. You know, so these numbers that Alex Smith put up, you know, whenever running backs are having those kind of numbers, they're just a little bit deceiving to me because it's yep. not like he's just, you know, He's in a groove with his receiver. He's hitting them downfield, anything like that. And so I think that when they finally ran into a top-five defense like Houston is, now we have to credit Houston being at home and having J.J. Watt on their team. Um, when you run into a top-five defense and your true colors show. And I yeah. think that the Chiefs just played poorly. Um, and um, we could touch a little bit on Marcus Peters. Um, because um, the dog. Marcus Peters is um, – he is a Pro Bowl caliber defensive back. Yep. Who plays on a motion can be a huge positive or can be a huge negative at times. And I think at Houston, it, it, it was a perfect game to exemplify what he does for you and what he does not do for you. And so I think, you know, with him having two interceptions, you'd think, dang, he had a heck of a game. But it really kind of came out to a wash in some of the bonehead penalties and, you know, him getting kind of burnt by DeAndre Hopkins on that one play. That one touchdown was bull, though. Yeah. That, was, that was not pass interference on him. If anything, it was on Hopkins. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, so yeah, so I think that you kind of could see, you know, the Peter side of it. Now, you know, anybody who's played football before probably loves him and loves that, you know, that dog mentality or yeah. whatever. But, you know, the rules. You can't shake fingers. You can't, you know, and he is – an emotional player and yeah. plays like that will really take you out of a game. So, yeah. And DeAndre Hopkins, he told you, I don't feel nobody but, but God. God. I slept. <laughs> One of my favorite don't hard knocks no episodes, don't man. Don't no play with me, boy. I don't, don't feel, feel no nobody. man. I don't feel nobody but God. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. But yeah. But so shout out to the homie DeAndre Hopkins. Um, yeah. But yeah. So real quick, want to look ahead to this coming weekend um, tomorrow night. Uh, we got Thursday night football, the Patriots. Oh, before I do that, um, it's week three, so you can still do it if you want to, but I'll make sure I post a link on the fan page. We have a contest running. Uh, it's a picks page, so it's simple wins and losses, who you think is going to win who, who each game um, on ESPN.com. You pick who's winning. Um, if you have the highest score at the end of the season, First place overall gets a $100 gas card. Second place gets a twenty a $50 gift card of their choice. Third place gets a $25 gift card of their choice. Uh, shout out to the homie James Watts, Missional 816, who is leading. Yes, I didn't know that's two. who that was. Yeah. That's awesome. He was leading after week two. Um, so you guys can go and catch him. But if you want to win, 
you got to get in there. So, and if you're getting in now, you're technically two weeks behind other people. But if you're a good, if you think you're a good prognosticator and picking winners, then you can catch up quickly. So, yeah, I'm it's the ESPN rough, page. I'll post it on the fans page. Weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout yeah. out to the to the people who 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 did it the first week. The guy who was leading after the first week did not put in his picks. For week two, um, I don't know who Eastside Drummer eight one six. That's uh, that's a uh, cadence from Die Daily. I, I, then I hit him up like, yeah, "Yo, you hit him up. Yeah, you need to put your picks in." Yep. So, um, hit us up. So we won't go through all the games, but we'll kind of start through some of these. Um, first of all, like I said, Thursday night football, uh, Patriots Texans. Look, I don't normally think about greatest coaches of all time. Like I let other people think about that, but seeing what Belichick has done over the first two weeks. Like, I might think he's the greatest coach of all time. Right. Just in getting Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, going to Arizona, winning, winning against Miami. And I'm totally picking – I'm not picking against the Patriots probably the rest of the season. Like, I know, I'm, right? I'm going to just take my chances. So, I'm going to pick them uh, to win that game. Um, other games of note this weekend coming up that I that you guys should pay a little bit of attention to. Obviously, we got the Jets coming into Chiefs Stadium, Arrowhead. That's going to be the tough, Jets. Chiefs man. got – it's going to be a tough game, and they got a tough road coming up. Yeah. Jets at Pittsburgh at uh, Oakland. This is a weeks. very important win. Yeah, yeah. Um, because you could very well start out one and three going into Oakland, and you drop that game, the wheels could fall off. Uh, but I guess we'll see, you know. Um, yeah. You know, this late – I mean, there's, I mean, obviously it's the NFL, so they're always going to say, uh, you know, storylines out the wazoo, but – to me, the only other game that I find to be interesting is, well, two, Vikings-Panthers. Right. Any game with Cam is going to be fun. And then Redskins-Giants, uh, which you're going to have Odell, who's going to be Ooh, shadowed by Josh Norman. Yeah. yeah. And when they played last year, like, people don't credit Odell because he didn't make the plays and he was wilding out, acting a fool, you know, spearing people and all that stuff. But he was roasting Josh Norman. He just didn't make the plays. He didn't yeah. catch the passes. So he dropped two touchdown passes against Josh. So that's going to be uh, one to watch. Now, that Vikings-Panthers game is going to be interesting to see. With At Carolina. The Vikings defense and Sam Bradford back there in a new system still. I know but the the Viking or the Panthers defense is a different monster than Green Bay's defense. True, true. And, and um, um, Vikings lost Matt Khalil. Yes, that's, uh, that's one of the IR. Reasons. Yeah, um, so Khalil's off the IR. Um, honestly, they can just they can send people and and let's see what happens you know so let's let's see if Sam Bradford stays healthy after this weekend because I have a feeling he's gonna spend a lot of Sunday on his back maybe maybe but he again North Turner you know really good great True. offensive coach uh, we'll see what they got for him so I mean that's kind of you know kind of a little bit of the slate this weekend not when you say, get home check into I don't know if you saw the interview that Cam did today I so I didn't get a chance to catch it all maybe next week. I may try my hand at writing. I like to write. People will say when they write, I'm I'm funny and blah, blah, blah. And I'm an English guy. I may write something about Cam versus doing it on First the show. First off, you are hilarious. We'll Second off, you didn't do predictions today. I just realized that. <laughs> I got predictions today. He didn't do predictions today. Man, Anyways. Work, work is busy. It's no. hard. You know, work so, is busy. But, yes. You so don't, what's more important? You definitely don't give yourself enough work credit. Work or predictions? Very uh, talented writer. Work. Because no, work allows no me to be able to do predictions. Like that was a no-brainer. Yeah. No, no. I got y'all Thursday. At least Lowe's didn't bring up some crazy topic just to force me to do picks. So. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah. So, I got predictions tomorrow. But um, I might write about camp. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but speaking of commentaries, I do want to close the show with a quick commentary. 
Um, and it is about Colin Kaepernick. I chose we chose not to bring it up because obviously the uh the topic of Colin Kaepernick and what he has done and is doing has been exhausted. Although I do enjoy reading uh again opinions for and against as long as they're not stupid. Um, although I enjoy stupid opinions, so I get to make fun of them. <laughs> but um, one thing I do want to point out is Dabo Sweeney. Um, he's the head coach at Clemson University. He was asked about whether or not he would allow his players to participate in a form of protest. He did say that he would allow it um, because he has to because he's a college coach who wants to have kids, specifically black kids, come to his university. Um, and so he made a statement, a long statement, one part in which he said, hey, the problem with racism is sin. So we're Christians here, although Trent, you know, we're checking his paperwork. Right. Um, <laughs> we still need to see the car facts. Yeah, we need, we need the, we need the receipts. Yep. We need the receipts on that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, do so, you have uh, any timeouts left? Technically, no. Like he's no, he's, he's had like five. Yeah, of them. I have one. That was what commercial breaks. <laughs> 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 but I have one left. Oh. And, Side note: Why do we Christians do that? We do that a lot. We we like question people's salvation, and that like honestly, that's not like really a funny thing to be joking about. True, but we do that a lot. But it it gets laughs every time. At least in the Christian, it's like the great inside joke of Christian community. Community. I laugh every time. I do too. I do too. Oh. So anyway, shout Dang, out to Shock, whose receipts we also need to. We need to see some receipts. We need to see the Carfax. <laughs> Anyway, um, so Dabo Sweeney, like I said, he made the comment of, you know, the problem with racism is sin. And so I, I sat back and I kind of chewed on that that particular piece of his uh, of his quote, um, because I am Christian. And the one thing that I noticed that Christians say a lot and no, this isn't so much about white an observation about white Christians, because black Christians say this as well. Um, I saw. Benjamin Watson um, got a lot of notoriety for his Facebook comment where he mentioned that one of the major problems with racism is sin. Um, and so I just kind of took note of over the over the probably since Trayvon Martin, definitely since Ferguson, of how when Christians talk about racism, they kind of use it in the context of racism. It, it, the problem with racism is sin. And when I hear that, my res- initial response is, well, duh. Yeah, the problem with racism is sin. But when you look at from a Christian standpoint of the three large cultural issues of our day that Christians get involved in, one being racism, the second being abortion, the second being homosexuality um, in America, um, with the other two, we don't talk about those as sin. Right. And so abortion, Christians view that as murder because we view um, a, a child is a, a is a child or as a person at inception. And obviously, um, Christians believe that homosexuality is a sin, but we don't talk about those two things in that way. We talk about abortion and homosexuality as as an immorality. There is an that we have loosened our lost our moral way in America. Our moral uh, we've lost the moral high ground in America. In America, I went America. Um, <laughs> we lost the moral high ground in America as it relates to those two issues, and then we even try to combat them in different ways. So. Uh, controver- uh, controversially, um, controversially, we have tried, com- Christians have tried conversion therapy for homosexuals to say that you're not really born this way, that you can, we can help train you or think you out of this lifestyle. Or on the opposite end, that's even more extreme part of that spectrum, we outright try to ban um, same-sex marriages in this country. You have the lady in Kentucky who refused to sign the certificates that cause a lot of, of argument, right? And then with abortion clinics, we try to come up with services to help 
uh, people who are thinking about abortion. We stand outside of abortion clinics and we preach about life and how, you know, Jesus died to give us life and blah, 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 blah. But when it comes to racism, we view that as, well, kind of we look at it, well, it's sin, right? And when I hear that, I feel like what we're saying is we're kind of just giving that shrug in our shoulders of saying, well, it's sin, it's racism, it's sin. What can we do? Whereas in these other two areas, we look at it as let's do something to change that. And so my challenge to all of us as Christians um, would be when you see instances of racism or if you believe in such a thing as institutional racism or things or inequalities of any matter, it's not to shrug our shoulders and say, what can we do? It's to attack it. And yes, I understand that the answers to all of these issues from a Christian standpoint is Christ, is the gospel, right? I understand that at its most base nature. However, like I said, we don't necessarily stop at just the gospel on all those things. We try to do more in those areas and we don't just call it sin and just kind of leave it at that, right? So if you have any questions, want to hit me up about that, we can talk about it. I'll take your stupid opinions as well as your well-informed <laughs> opinions. Um, hit us up again. Um, we thank you guys for listening. Once again, go to the Facebook fan page, search at Brains and Bars on Facebook. Hit us up on Twitter. Um, anything else you got? No, man. Uh, well put. Well put. I really enjoyed that last segment that you had there. So appreciate, appreciate you guys it. listening. Yep. And uh, like you said, holler at us. So we're really trying to get the ball rolling on this um, social back and forth, you know, just being able to, to discuss topics and things with uh, followers um, from the Facebook page. And so we've just enjoyed the dialogue this last week to have with a few people that have posted. So we'd love to continue to keep that momentum going. So. Yeah, yeah. I am Award.com. Yes, sir. I am Award.com. You can find everything there. Go check out this Battle versus Franchise. Yes. Those views are much appreciated. Definitely. Um, shout out to the homie Trent. We appreciate you as always. I know we started late and like I said, an hour 10, but we're like right at an hour and 30 minutes. Um, so I appreciate your patience. Yeah, no problem. Uh, anytime. Um, after that beautiful uh, soliloquy, as uh, Stephen <laughs> A. Smith was would say, I'm going to postpone our friends trivia for next time. Uh but I do have some some good ones. Uh um, Cool, cool. But we'll we'll save that. So later. for the five of you uh, other friends fans out there who listen to the show, tune in next or not yes. next week. Well, next week when we post. We are the only place for WNBA. Right. Uh Tupac and Dale Earnhardt comparisons. Yes. Uh comparisons. And Friends Trivia. We got that market corner. Corner. And this is why you love us. This is why you listen to this show. We so it. we appreciate y'all. So, again, uh, for the for A-Ward, for Trent, I'm Carlos Johnson, a.k.a. One. Uh-huh. And you've been listening to It's a Black and White Thing. Uh, this is y'all. Next week, man.